0: Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck, and this is Sports In-Depth. What's up, big timers? It's JD, and we're back, and season three is officially underway. Week one of the NFL, outstanding. Monday night football game, outstanding. Let's start there. The Las Vegas Raiders cap off the win against the Baltimore Ravens, 33-27. And OT was unbelievable. Derek Carr and the Raiders march the team down the field. But they turn it over. Derek Carr throws a pick. Ravens intercepted in the end zone. Then Lamar Jackson out there on offense. He turns it over. Fumble. Football's on the deck. And then the Raiders finally cap it off. I felt that John Gruden wanted to just kick a field goal. But then he was like, let me have Derek Carr really enjoy this moment. And he throws a walk-off TD. Keep in mind, both teams already had it. So a field goal will win it. But Gruden wanted to go out with heart. With hustle. You know, just showing his leader, I believe in you. You know, you're going to turn the ball over. You're going to sometimes not complete the play, but at the end of the day, Carr is their guy. Gruden believes he is that guy, and uh, he delivered when the lights shine the brightest. There's something to be said about that, folks. I really mean it. I love when quarterbacks show up on primetime games, when the whole world is watching. And a little rundown on stats. Derek Carr, 435 yards. He was 34 for 56 in the ball game, two TDs and a pick. And on the other side of things, Lamar Jackson, 19 for 30. 235 yards with a TD. But he fumbled. And he fumbled late. He fumbled at a time in the game where you cannot do so. And it is unacceptable. Lamar Jackson was banging his helmet. He was banging on the turf. But great players, they'll come back out on top. I know Lamar... Had a rocky second half, a rocky OT. But I think he'll be just fine on the season. I'm really happy Vegas won in front of their home crowd. I really felt that both teams are going to be in the playoff picture this year, and I really mean that. It was remarkable out there. Um, You know, fans in attendance. Las Vegas rocking and rolling. Derek Carr throwing a 31-yard TD pass to Zay Jones to cap it off football is back and rolling and this is the best time of the year it really is i'm late in the studio i'm recording late here tonight because uh, that's what i love to do i didn't want to miss talking about any game that was important uh so i waited for monday night football to cap off and uh we'll really get rolling with football this weekend and how it went down So that game was absolutely remarkable. I wanted to take us back to Sunday Night Football. Matthew Stafford looked great. And I really was happy about this. One, because it's great to see two high IQ guys together. And when I say two, Sean McVay, the head coach of the LA Rams, and Matthew Stafford the new quarterback for the L.A. Rams. Two guys who eat, sleep, and breathe football. They belong together. They finish each other's sentences when talking about the game of football. And I just wanted to break down Stafford and how well he played. He was 20 for 26, passing 321 yards, three TDs. He didn't turn it over, and that was the story of the football game. 34-14, to they absolutely pummeled the Chicago Bears. And I really love seeing Stafford. Week one, full control of the offense, of where to throw the football. All of his reads were precise, were accurate, were right there for us. And uh, he picked out the defense. He found holes in the defense. And there's something to be said there, guys. Uh, Matthew Stafford has always been good in this league, we know that, but with the Detroit Lions, he did not have too much help. Now you put him in a system. You have him join a football team that is well-rounded and well-rounded in football is different than any other sport. You gotta be well-rounded offensively, defensively, and on special teams. That's, when you're clicking on all three cylinders, that is when you win football games. And I was really, really impressed. We know the Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton is their quarterback. If you ask me, Justin Fields will be in very soon. I think he should have already been in. But uh, that's a conversation for Big Cat and head coach Matt Nagy. I don't know. I think Fields is ready. Andy Dalton's been so-so in this league, and we all know that. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, The L.A. Rams were for sure the better team on Sunday night, and they executed. Run game, pass game, everyone touching the football. I was listening to the Matthew Stafford post game, and he was like, The offense felt great. Everyone was making catches. We were spreading out the football to all our receivers and uh, getting everyone involved, everyone on the same page, everyone bringing that energy. That's how you win football games. A lot to be said about the LA Rams, and I think they're the true threat to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. If you ask me, those are the two best teams in the NFC. I know it's a little early to say that, but J.D. likes to make predictions He eats it when he's wrong, but uh, I think I'm right about this one. So uh, you heard it here, first, not last on JD Sports, Sports In Depth. Moving on, I really liked the battle of Alabama quarterbacks with the Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots. Mac Jones against Tua. Tua got the better end of this game, 17-16, the Miami Dolphins won. I thought statistically, though, Mac Jones won the QB competition. But if, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking at wins and losses, so Tua got the ultimate prize on Sunday. But uh, Mac Jones, in his debut, you know, he's a young quarterback starting day one, 29 for 39, 281 yards, 1 TD. A lot to be said there. Uh, Tua did have one pick in the game, but he was 16 for 27. 202 yards with a TD. The run game for New England was rolling, a late-game turnover. You know, Bill Belichick doesn't like to see late-game turnovers. Uh, He was upset about this one. He said the New England Patriots have to regroup and they have to be better. Miami, you squeaked one out, but you have to play better to really prove yourself this season. The Jets and the Giants, what else is new? They both lost. They both lost. I'm not going to roast the Giants too much, but let me roast them for a minute or two. Daniel Jones, what was he supposed to correct in the offseason, guys? Fumbles. Guess what happened in week one of the 2021 season? A crucial fumble. And uh, Daniel Jones, we know he throws a good football down the field. We know he hits his check down receivers. We know he hits them in the slot. And he made Sterling Shepard look pretty good on Sunday. But when it comes to wins and losses... I don't know if he's going to be the guy for us. Teddy Bridgewater played well, but there is no excuse for the New York Giants to lose 27-13 to in Week 1 on their home turf to the Denver Broncos. No excuse for that. Teddy is clicking right away. We were able to see that, but the New York Giants have to be better. I want to talk a little about Saquon, too. I talked about Daniel for a minute there, but how about Saquon Barkley? Looked like he ran scared to me. Um, I know it's, you know, first game back after almost a year off the field uh, due to a big injury. And he just ran scared, though. Uh, He felt like he was protecting the football and not really picking up yardage, not being explosive, hitting those holes, hitting the A gap, the B gap. His main problem in the NFL, I feel, is he's bouncing outside. You know, great runners hit their holes. Yeah, they dance outside and beat a DB to the sideline here and there and, you know, get a big gain up the field, but I don't know how you guys feel. Saquon's got to be better. When Daniel Jones leads the team in rushing yards and you don't, there's a bit of a problem. So uh, week two, let's regroup and uh, see how the Giants do. Zach Wilson was slinging it for the New York Jets. I thought he was okay. A lot of work to still be done here uh, with his head coach and, and his pocket poise, and you know when he should roll left or right and throw, and when he should you know have that two-step drop in the pocket and unleash it downfield. Uh, he did throw two TDs in the game, but one pick, and what was ironic here, guys, is the New York Jets faced the Carolina Panthers, and Sam Darnold had a good game, and I know he wanted to stick it to Jet fans. Jet fans gave up on him. Thought Zach Wilson's the answer, but how about this, Jet fans? Through week one, Sam Darnold look better than Zach Wilson, so take that. I wanted to talk about the mighty Patrick Mahomes next because we know what he brings. And he's a magician with the football, as we know, but just coming back from behind like it's nothing. Rolling right, rolling left, unleashing it down the field. I mean, he's got pocket poise. He could hang in the pocket and unleash it as well, folks. He had 337 yards. Mahomes in the game, 27 for 36, three TDs, and uh, Baker, Baker played pretty well, but uh, the Cleveland Browns, if you ask me, they're going to be kind of the same as last year, a playoff team, but they don't have enough to get over the hump and beat Kansas City in the postseason, in my opinion. A lot to be said about how Tyreek Hill played in this game, how Travis Kelsey played in this game, how, of course, Mahomes making everyone better. That's what the great ones do in each sport. They make those around them better. I emphasize that since I started this show last year, and I will till the very end because that's what greats do. Individual accolades are one thing, but Patrick Mahomes shows that without him, the Chiefs can't get it done. They need him to make the right plays. They need him to lead the team, and he's doing an absolute great job of that. And a lot to be said for Patrick Mahomes, and I'm so excited. You know, me as a football fan, as someone who does a sports podcast, being able to talk about Mahomes is just just a gift. You know, Uh, he's a God-given ability, but someone who puts the work in, and he's going to be around this league a very long time. He was gained that respect by Mr. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yes, he lost in the big game last year, but he's already got a ring, and losing to Brady ain't that bad. And Tom was saying, Patrick Mahomes can do everything. And when you receive that, I was joking with a few of my buddies, when you start seeing that the legends of the game, see some of these young guys and say, man, you got it. That was a good feeling for Patrick Mahomes. He mentioned that. And uh, he has more confidence each year because of that. Moving on to someone, and shout out my cousin Nicky and uh, the FSU crowd over there in Tallahassee getting down and dirty, the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston. No, I'm not talking Drew Brees. He's on the NBC crew. I'm talking famous Jameis throwing five TDs. He did that against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst games of his career after a drama-filled offseason, and the story was the Saints. And I think the Saints are going to be dangerous. Them and the Rams are a true threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the NFC, and I really, really believe so. The Saints made some noise. Alvin Kamara made noise out of the run game as well, and Jameis was making all the right decisions. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were talking about, is Jameis' head going to be in the right place in New Orleans? And I said yes, reason being. He was throwing picks in Tampa Bay, slinging it downfield. Not anymore. You're in Sean Payton's system. You're in New Orleans. They're used to greatness here. You're going to make the right decisions or you're not going to be out there on the field. And Jameis Winston, he's looking at this as a tall task and one that he wants to achieve. And he showed in week one that Sean Payton made the right choice between Taysom Hill and famous Jameis. Jameis is ready. He is mature, way more mature than he was when he first entered the league. And I think we all know that. But I think the New Orleans Saints, they're going to have no hiccup. This is going to be a smooth transition from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston. And Sean Payton, when he starts pushing all the right buttons, the Saints get to the playoffs and they get pretty deep in them as well. So a little bit about that game as well. And uh, I wanted to rewind all the way back to Thursday night. And what I liked, and I'm touching upon the games that I thought really mattered in Week 1. Every game matters, we know that, but uh, the games I'm talking about really stood out to me. And to kick off the football week on Thursday, we know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady, uh, you know him, he's in the win column, but... I was very impressed with Dak Prescott, very, very impressed. I was talking to my boy Kevin Grady, a longtime Dallas Cowboy fan from New Jersey. Shout out, Kevin. He was saying he liked what he saw. Dak Prescott was throwing the football a lot. They weren't really handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. And Zeke had a slow game, but it's hard to run on this Tampa Bay defense. Mike McCarthy knew that. He thought Dak, you know, Dak did have 403 yards on the game. He played well, three TDs, but it just wasn't enough. Tom Brady, you give him the ball at the end of the game, he's going to get into field goal range. No ifs, ands, or buts. Tommy, terrific. We know what he does. Age 44, age 28, age 31. Tom Brady, at any age, he was always getting it done, and it came with hard work. It came with preparation. It came with attention to detail. I felt Tommy played well. Four TDs in the game with 379 yards, two picks, but one was on a Hail Mary and the other was through the hands of Leonard for so uh, nothing to worry about there. Antonio Brown just played like a man, a real man. Five receptions, 121 yards, and one TD. Tom Brady turned his life around. Tom Brady turned A.B.'s football career around. You know, A.B.'s got Tommy to thank, and uh, this team really was clicking. Gronk was clicking. It's good to see Gronk and Brady hooking up again. So many seasons together. They're still making it rain doing their thing and uh, ending up in the win column a whole lot, exactly what they know how to do. So uh, 31-29 was the final. The one thing, the Dallas Cowboys, they have a lot to be proud of here. Uh, as I was mentioning, and I think the Cowboys are the runaway favorite to win the NFC East. Uh, I really think so. We'll see what Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have to say after Jalen's good win in week one, but uh, I really think the Cowboys are the favorite for that division, and we know, of course, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a favorite for theirs. And a really just well-rounded, balanced week of football. We saw turnovers. We saw special teams scores. We saw late-game drives. We saw OT finishes. Football is back and rolling. I wanted to also shout out, we know here on the podcast we talk sports, but at times it's more than just a game. Shout out to all the families that lost loved ones in the 9-11 attacks back in 2001. It was the 20th anniversary on Saturday, and uh, just a tough time for our country, but America, you know who we are, what we represent. When we fall, we get back up. And uh, this is a true example of that. So I wanted to shout out all the families that lost loved ones on that tragic day. JD is with you. JD's always got your back. Wrapping up week one of the NFL. A lot of fun talking with y'all. Season three being underway, man. I'm pumped. A huge accomplishment getting through season one and season two. You know, having a few special guests on. Getting more comfortable in the environment, on air. Shout out KMP Productions still holding it down for me. And uh, yeah, year anniversary of sports in depth. See y'all next week. NFL off and running. J.D. out.